listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. Let's get our Bibles out right now. I want you to turn with me to the book of Romans. I know some of you, when I say the book of Romans, you begin to twitch. You begin to twitch because I don't, how many of you were with us when we spent about a year in the book of Romans? How many of the, did that help you? Huh? Or have you just never gone back and read that book ever again? And listen, either way is fine. We spent a year in the book and, uh, and it was good and it was powerful. But I want you to go to Romans chapter 8 and we're going to be there. We're going to be there in just a moment. And, um, you know, I want to ask you this, even this, and I'm going to say this even publicly, even for our family. You guys know Eric, uh, my brother-in-law, and his, his wife, Tanya, and their family. Uh, they, lost, uh, they lost Tanya's dad on yesterday. And so they are grieving through that, and they are beginning to walk through those stages. And, and uh, so I'm just asking as a family, can we, can we lift them up? In fact, actually, let's do this. Let's pray. Let's pray right now before we even jump into this. And just be praying for, um, for his wife and obviously the family for all different types of things. So let's just pray. Father God, I thank you so much. We just stand in the gap for this family, for my family. We pray that you minister to them right where they are. Holy Spirit, I, I know all too well what is needed in this moment, and I'm just asking the same grace and mercy and love and strength that you have poured into me and to give me. I just pray that you even double it into their lives today. We stand in the gap for them as a family and as a community. We stand and we lift their hands up, whether it be physically or spiritually, we stand and we lift them up today, and we say that we're standing with them. We present them before the for the throne, before the throne, Father God. And we ask you to meet them right where they're at. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Well, let's, let's get into Romans today. Let's get into Romans today. You know, today I want to just simply talk about something that I, I have to be honest with you. When the Holy Spirit began to speak to me about this and to give me this, this message, I have to be honest with you. At, at first, the initial word that he, that he gave me, I, I, my first response to, to it was, man, that's hokey. Man, that's just, that's, just, that's just hokey. I don't know if I can, I don't know if they're, I don't know, I don't just, can we, is there another word? Is there something else? And then he just kept pressing on me and pressing on me and saying, no, I want to talk about this word and what it means to believers. And that word is simply this, contagious. Contagious. It seems so hokey because it, it seems such in the time that we're in that that word is just being thrown around. But the Holy Spirit wants to deal with us about the word and what it means to be contagious. And he wants to show us in his, in his word about what that means for us as believers, being contagious, being a changing element, being something that, that walks into an environment, that, that walks into an environment and brings something that's outside the natural to impact and change people that are in that, in, that, in that space. Are you with me today? So let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this word. Father, I thank you that your word is alive, it's active, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to divide us to our very core. 
Father, I'm so thankful that your Holy Spirit is present here today to enlighten your word, not just as text on a page, but something that, that would radically change us, renew us, restore us, change a pattern in us that once was a pattern of death, changing it to a pattern of life. Let it be so. Father, our ears are open, our hearts are receptive, and our knees are weak when you ask us to repent. We thank you for it in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. So I want to just say this right now. You have to understand something as a believer. Let me, let me explain this to you, and then we're going to dig out. We're going to lay down a foundation, a foundation of truth that proves once and for all that you, as a child of God, have something in you. You've been giving something in you that is contagious, it is something so powerful, it is so, it, it, it literally can, can get from in you to out of you and to on other people and change other people on how they operate in their life. And the first thing I want to do is I want to make sure that we lay down a foundation of what has actually happened in you. Meaning what have you gotten, what have you received that causes you to be contagious. So let's just go there. Go to Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 5. And I want to just read through this to lay this, to allow the word to kind of lay this foundation. Is that fair? I'm sorry, one? Okay, good. I just want to make sure you're with me today. It says this, starting in verse 5. It says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires, meaning there's a change there. There means some, something happened that caused them to change what they naturally were doing. Something got on them and got in them and changed them. Are you following me on this? In verse 6, it says this, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. And again, this is the natural pattern of man. When man without Christ, follow me on this, when man without Christ is following the flesh nature, this is their action. But all of a sudden we see something being included or injected into that same person and their nature changes. It says the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. But this is you. Everybody say, this is talking about me. Oh, come on, better than that. This is talking about me. You, you know what? We've never been good at that. No, 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 I'm just going to say that as a church publicly. I've said, we've been doing this for 13 years. We've never been good at that. It's all right. Some churches are good at it. We're not one of them. That's okay. We love people, so we'll be strong in that. But we're terrible at repeating things after me. That's just, that's all right. I'm not here to judge you. But verse 9, it says this. You, everybody say me. me. That was good. We're getting there. God's doing a work. Me, however... I am not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in me, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in me, then even though my body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives me life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in 
me, then the one who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to my mortal body because his spirit who lives in me. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation. Everybody underline that. We have an obligation. I love that. In verse 12, starts off with the word what? Therefore, meaning everything Everything prior to what I've just, everything what I just said, now because of that, we have an obligation. Because of what Christ has done in us, we now, because of that, have an obligation to do something. It says, therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die but if you live by the spirit you put death the i'm sorry you put to death the misdeeds of the body and you will live verse 14 i know we're going to draw this out but we need to see this for those who are led by the spirit of god are are the children of god everybody say that if i am led by the spirit i am the children of god the spirit you received this is outside coming in are you following me on this We've received something. Something got in us. We received something. It does not make us slaves so that we live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption into sonship. And by, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs and heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. I know that's a lot, but what I'm trying to lay down is a foundation that shows and proves once and for all. Because this is what I am tired of. I am tired of Christians sitting with a mindset are sitting with an attitude of, I have nothing to offer. They sit back and wait to be given something they've already been given. They wait to, to, to dole out something they've already received. Listen, you have been invaded. Your flesh, as a believer in Christ, your flesh, your normal line, follow me on this, just in the line of sickness, right? Here's what sickness does. My life is going along normal, sickness comes in and invades, right? And it changes how I live my normal life. Are you following me on that? Right? But us as believers, as children of God, we have been invaded by the righteousness of Christ. Meaning our sin nature, follow me on this. Your sin nature was walking along doing its sin nature thing. But because of Christ, he invaded that. Are you following me on this? invaded that and then changed how that life is now lived are you following me on this so as we see every day how sickness is invading those that are just walking in their natural life so have we been invaded by not a sickness but by a righteousness of Christ and it changed, dramatically changes. Do you understand that we have been invaded? We have received not a sickness but the righteousness of Christ that has literally invaded the patterns of death in our life. And once and for all, it is irreversible. Once and for all, that is dead and that is dead in our flesh. Think about this. Think about this. Sickness comes in 
and invades an organ. Sickness comes in and invades cells and kills cells and, and destroys them, right? The thing that we have been invaded by has come in and killed that what was meant for this action has now come in and killed that thing. It has now killed that, uh, that very thing in us that was designed for flesh and to be driven by our desires, be driven by what we want to do. But the righteousness of Christ has come in and killed that thing. I am no longer a slave to that, meaning my cell structure and how it was designed is now changed. Are you following me on this? And all of a sudden now, I have been invaded. I am now a carrier of something that is not normal to my outside experience. Are you following me on this? I mean, that's what sickness is, right? When somebody gets sick, they have to, they, they, you see people quarantine themselves. Why? Because they don't want to bring something into an environment that would somehow change the environment for other people doing what they naturally do. But child of God, you have been invaded. You have been invaded by the righteousness of God. It has changed and killed the very nature and the plan and the purpose of the enemy, of sin, of flesh in you. Are you hearing me today? So, okay. So now, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. For everybody that just said, that's so good. Now, some of you are like, well, I didn't say anything, so he ain't talking to me. For everybody that just was like, yeah, that's right. Okay, so now, if you own that, if that is truth to you, that is foundational to you, then what you need to understand is, is now, therefore, you have an obligation to carry what you have been infected with, right, into your environment to change the very environment from what its natural plan was to something different. You are a carrier, whether you know it or not. You are contagious. The Jesus that is in you, the Spirit of God that is in you, is contagious, and it is designed to wreck wreck the natural flow of things and patterns of the natural way people are walking through their life. Do you understand that? But yet somehow, somehow, we have stepped back. And as a church, we have, we have just stepped back to just move back into our safe space. We've moved back into four walls. We've moved back onto a Sunday morning. We've moved back into our, our little pods. We have an obligation to go into the world and to be carriers of a contagious virus called the righteousness of God. Why? Because it is designed to change the environment of those that Christ puts us around. And instead of backing off, instead of pulling back, we should be even more so running forward, not quarantining ourselves behind some building on a Sunday morning, behind walls on a Sunday morning, behind some, I, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay in my prayer closet. I'm just going to sit here and I'm not dogging prayer. You know, I love prayer, but we can't be hidden back in a box. We've been given something that is contagious. 
We've been given something that is contagious and is designed to spread to affect the natural pattern of the enemy, of the plan of flesh, the death of sin. Are you following me on this? So, okay, if that is the case, then, then, then we need to understand something. So how, how do we spread being contagious, right? Well, I have to be with people. I have to, I have to seek out people. Right, if I was sick and I wanted to get somebody else sick, I need to go be around people that, that, that were healthy and get them sick. Now, did you hear what I just said? I mean, that seems like a simple concept, right? But for me to get what's in me into somebody else, I have to go and spread what I have to get them, to get what I have. And so we see this in the Word of God, and I could literally spend all day on showing you example after example on how God calls us to be contagious in everything from our, our joy, in our giving, in our peace. You know what? We've got time. Let's go there. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Come on. We're going to just do this. Let's look at our joy. I love this. Go to, uh, go to uh, John chapter 15. Come on, we're just going to let the word encourage us today. Is that all right? Huh? Some of us need this. No, we all need this. Number one, you've bought into the lie, the fact that you have nothing to offer. But we just read in Romans that you've been given everything. You've been, you've been given something that literally changes the pattern and the course of sin and the plan of the enemy and the plan of death in your life. You've been infected by that. And because of it, you're contagious. So, so how does that get out? Well, I just love this in John chapter 15. We'll just jump down to verse 9. It says this. As the Father, this is Jesus talking, and he's talking to his disciples, and he's trying to encourage them. He says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in, the, in his love. And then he says this in verse 11. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Now listen, why do I bring that up? Because listen to me. Your joy, knowing these truths, having this understanding of what God has done in us completes things in us, meaning we are not sitting back waiting for God to give us something to give out. And just, and, and remember, I've said this a thousand times, if you ever want to see the pattern of heaven, you just have to look at the pattern of Christ, Right? If you want to see how we walk out these patterns, how do we be contagious to those around us? Jesus says this, I am telling you these things so that your joy, which in them was lacking, would then be complete. One of the ways that we are contagious in our faith is changing what we're talking about. Changing how we're talking about it. Changing when we get around those that are discouraged instead of joining in with their discouragement, right? Speaking about joy. Speaking about the fullness of what Jesus has done. Jesus says, listen, guys, guys, he literally, picture this scene. The guys are all standing around him. And he's like, listen, let me give you something, man. My dad loves me. And if he loves me and I love you, he loves you. We're good here, man. That should complete your joy. 
Jesus is giving them something. He, he's offering them a pattern. He's like, listen, I see something that you're lacking. And so instead of joining in your lack, I'm going to give you a truth that fulfills and completes the joy that you need. My goodness, I'm around people all the time right now that are lacking joy. And it's funny, I find myself not giving them the very thing that I know that brings me joy. And some of the times, I, I feel like I take on their sickness. Have you ever felt that? You get around those. Now listen, I'm talking about you, children of God. Those that have been brought, taken from death unto life. Those that have been taken from unrighteous to righteous are now being affected more by the world's contagiousness than by what Jesus says. We're taking on the world's look. We're taking on the world's look of anxiousness. We're taking on the world's view of depression. We're taking on the world's view of all these things of, that are weighing us down. And we're believers. We claim to know Romans. We claim to know what God has done in us. But yet somehow, and, I, and I'm not picking on you, I'm picking on me. What I hear coming out of my voice sounds way more like I've been infected by the world system and the system of flesh than anything of the, wor of, of the word of God. And that's what has to change. We have to, number one, recognize what has been done, what has it infected us, and what was its designed to do. And its design was to take that which was meant to death, rip it apart. Change it, lead unto life. But then because of it, therefore, my obligation now is that when I am around those that are walking in that same pattern, and instead of joining in and sounding like them, come on, I'm going to speak joy. I'm going to speak life. And listen to me. Listen to me. Some of us struggle with that because we think it sounds, we, we, we talk too much in cliches. We talk, we, we've been so ingrained by Christianese and we've been so ingrained to just give kind of platitudes and, and we just regurgitate stuff. I'm talking about speaking, being led by the Spirit of God that is in me. Meaning, if I am in a moment and I see lacking joy, I don't need in the middle of that moment go, you should turn on 99.1 and listen to Joy FM. That'll encourage you. Here's a bumper sticker, Right? If you ever do that to me, you're getting punched in the throat. I'm just saying, I'm not a perfect man. I'm talking about believers being led by the Spirit of God, being in those situations when moments arise, when joy is not there and joy is not present, having their ear tuned to the Holy Spirit of saying, say this and say it now. Why? So their joy would be complete. When you're standing around other brothers and sisters in Christ and you see them down and you see them in despair and you see them walking in anguish instead of joining in, no, be led by the Spirit of God. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and speak when he says, say this and say it now. Why? Why would I do that? Because they need it for their joy to be complete and what is in you is contagious, so I'm giving it to you for you to share. Do you hear what I'm saying? My goodness, we see this even in our giving. We see this. I mean, I could take us all the way back. How many of you have ever had this happen? How many of you have ever had something where somebody blessed you and it just literally messed with you so much that you were like, I got to go be a blessing? Do you know what I'm talking about? 
Like even in that, like, like even in our giving, and I'm trying to give us some practical stuff so this isn't just some, some way out here thing of, oh, yeah, Jesus, you know, broke the plan of sin in my life. Okay, and I'm supposed to be content. I'm trying to give us some practical things so that we can walk out these doors and actually be contagious in the world and change the environment that God puts us in. Even in our giving, we see this in Abraham's life, and I I, I, and I, we don't have to go there, but we see this in Abraham's life when God speaks to Abraham and says, go, leave your house, leave your dad, leave your father. I'm going to send you off into these nations. I'm going to make you a great nation. And I'm like, yes, that sounds good. I want that. Make me, make me do this in me. This is going to be great. But then he says, listen, I'm going to bless you, and you are going to be a blessing. He says, not only is the blessing for you, the blessing is to come through you. So even in our finances, my goodness, sometimes you just, we need to just start being contagious even in our giving. I am looking for places I can bless. I am looking for places to, to invade this sickness on humanity. I am looking for that. Now I know, I know most of us come to church and we're just waiting for somebody else to be led by the Spirit of God and they get spurred to bless us. You want to change the environment of, of your community and so that the spirit of giving changes? And I'm not talking about in a blue bucket. I'm talking about in our everyday life. You want to change the environment? You want to change what natural people do, which is just hoard to themselves, grab to themselves, bring to themselves? You want to change your community? You want to change your family? Start blessing people in your family. You be the agent of change because what Christ has done in you because it's contagious. Giving is contagious. It is. It is. I mean, my goodness, you even see it in the natural. Have you ever been in line and somebody pays for your drink? Like you pull up and they say, you know, we, they, they paid for it, right? And you're like, what? And you're like, well, I'll just pay for the person behind me. You ever done that? Man, I see people that aren't even led by the Spirit of God doing that stuff. Right? Now, have you ever had somebody bless you? Like, right, you receive that blessing. You know, hey, the car in front of you paid for you. Oh, that's great. Hey, may I, you know what? Maybe I'll pay for the person behind me. How much was their bill? Oh, oh, really? Okay, well, have a good day. Right? And you, you're just like, I just don't feel led. Right? It's blessings with limitations. Right? It's like, like I'm good in that like 8 to $10 window. I'm not saying, listen, don't judge me. Right, but if you're, out, if you're in the, if you're the car, car behind me and you're ordering for like a family reunion, it's on you, man. You should have took a collection before you came. I'm just saying. I'm not a perfect person. But listen, I'm trying to give us some practical tools here. Even in our giving, it encourages that. Man, when I hear people stand up and tell testimonies of how they've blessed and they sowed or that they received, man, it encourages me to do that. How many of you have ever had a, 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 a missionary stand before you and they begin to tell stories about how they've gone out and how they've gone and done and, and what they've seen God do? And all of a sudden it makes you just go, I want to be a part of those stories. I want to go do that. What I'm trying to show you is that there is a real, there is a real thing of, of what is in us and what God is doing. It is actually tangibly contagious. It will literally change how people around you operate. Let's go to one last thing. Are you with me? Is this okay? Listen, I'm just trying to let the word encourage us because, man, I, I, the church, we got to be this, guys. Let's just go here. I want to show you peace because right now 
I keep hearing more and more people. Every t- where I look, it's just a lack of peace, lack of peace, lack of peace. I want you to see this in uh, Matthew. Go to Matthew chapter 8. Starting in verse 23, this is that story of Jesus. They're out on the water, and, there's, and, and the storm is rising up. I want you to just show, I want you to see this pattern here. Then he, then he got into the boat with his disciples, and they followed him. And suddenly, this is starting in verse 23 in Matthew chapter 8. Suddenly, a furious storm came up on the lake, so the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. And his disciples went and woke him and saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. And then Jesus, he wakes up and he replies, you have little faith, why are you so afraid? And then he got up and he rebuked the winds and the waves and it was completely calm. But I want you to see something that happened after this. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Let me explain something to you. I want you to see this pattern that Jesus lays out here. How you even operate when things are going crazy. How you react to things. How when others around you can only seem despair and unpeace and unrest and they're just everywhere they look, it just seems like turbulation and what is going on and and I don't know what to do. How you stand in the middle of that and speak will change those around you from where they are looking. The same guys that were terrified of wind and the waves because how the ones standing in the middle of it responded to those things changed their direction of what they were focusing on. Instead of focusing on the waves, now they are focusing on Man, who's this guy? Man, who's this guy? That the wind and the wave, the things that we were just worried about, and now all of their attention is pointed towards him. It is contagious, people. How you walk through things, what comes out of your mouth in the moments when everybody else is looking around and saying, despair, oh my, anxiousness and depression, oh my. And you stand in the middle of that and go, come on now. We serve a big God. God is real and he's in this moment and he is in control. You stand in the middle of that and all of a sudden, people don't look at you. People start looking, okay, well, who is this God? Who is this? All of a sudden now, it's like, wait a second. Wait a second. I, I see a piece in you that is unnatural to the environment that you're walking. You follow me on this? It's unnatural, right? It's a sickness that's invaded what naturally is happening. And what naturally is happening, when unrest happens, people get crazy. People get in under peace. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But all of a sudden, a believer, a child of God, stands in the middle of that and has something because they've been given something that is different than the design of the natural. And all of a sudden, begins to speak true peace and operates in a true peace, all of a sudden those in the natural are drawn to it. All of a sudden those change their direction. All of a sudden their eyes are taken from that which made them afraid and unrest. All of a sudden now they're taken to who is this guy? Who is this guy? It is contagious, it is tangible, and it is in you. You are not waiting for it. Listen to me. You are not waiting for it. You are not sitting. Maybe this is the Sunday 
Maybe this is the Sunday he gives it to me. Maybe this is the Sunday he makes me good enough or some. Maybe this is the Sunday somebody lays their hands on me and invests something. You know, maybe, maybe this is the somebody. Somebody will, will say something to do. No. If you are a child of God, a co-heir with Christ, you have been given something that has changed you. And you are contagious. And you are able to change the very nature of the environment that naturally is walking unto death. And you step into the middle of it being sick the way you are. You step in the middle of it and all of a sudden that cell structure breaks down. That plan of sin all of a sudden falls. That plan of destruction, that plan of despair, that plan of depression that meant to kill, steal, and destroy from that child. All of a sudden you step in the middle of it and infect them with the love of God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding, passes all understanding, destroys all the plans and the wickedness of the enemy. That is in you. You're not waiting for it. I'm not going to lay my hands on you and give it to you. You received it when you believed. Did you hear what I just said? It is your inheritance. You are an heir with Christ, meaning it is your inheritance. What is in you is yours. Own it, act on it, and be different. It is time for the church to be the changing element in our environment. Do you hear me today? Does that help you today? Come on now, come on now. Well, let's pray. And then we're going to take communion together. Come on, we're going to get refocused today. Come on, we're going to get refocused today. Let's just do this right now. Let's just go before him. Because some of us in this room, and I, I have been one of them, some of us in this room, and let's just be honest, we need to repent. Because a true turning to God is starts with repentance. And some of you need to repent. And I'm not talking about repentance in your salvation. I'm talking about repentance as if we've sat there waiting and acting as if we've not received what he's already given us. You need to repent of that. You need to repent and say, Father God, forgive me for diminishing what you've done in me. Forgive me for not seeing what you've done in me and can do through me. Forgive me for that. And then we need to ask the Holy Spirit, Father God, God, now that we have got that revelation, God, let us act on it. Let us not be like James and just be hearers of this word, but be doers. Father, I thank you that we will be changed because of this. Father, I thank you so much that we will be changed. We're not waiting, not that we would be changed internally, that has happened, but that our actions, that therefore statement, therefore we have an obligation to be contagious. Father, let that be the reality of our lives. Let that be the reality of this church and the testimony of this church and the testimony of all believers. So let's go ahead and let's get ready to take communion. That's a new sound. Why do we do this? Why do we do this? I'm sorry, why do we do this again? In remembrance of him, in him, what he has done. Be reminded today of what he has done by his death, by his resurrection, by his blood, by his goodness towards you, that mercy shown you. This is why we do this in remembrance of him because it re-shifts our rudder. Go ahead and take that today. Thank you, Father God.
Does this help anybody today? Does this help anybody today? Come on, let's stand to our feet. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, this, this should make us happy today. It should be a good reminder of what is in us. It should be a good reminder that, that you do not have to have a microphone or a stage to have a ministry. You've been given, you've been given, who you've been given. You have been given all things associated with heaven and been given a ministry of reconciliation, a ministry of being contagious. Father, let, as it is in heaven, let it be here. But let that come through me. That should be our prayer. Let me just pray for us today. And then I'm going to dismiss you into a beautiful day. Father God, I just thank you right now. Come on, let's just lift our hands. Let's just lift our hands. Father God, I just thank you right now. With our hands lifted right now, Father, we just thank you. Father, remind us. Holy Spirit, by your presence, let us be reminded. Sometimes we just, we need to be reminded that we, what we have is children. Father, I thank you that that revelation is rolling over people from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, that they are reminded that they are heirs, heirs with Christ, and that they have been given something that has changed them in a way that has changed them from the natural. I thank you for it. Let us be different from this day forward. Let us not just be hearers of this word today, but let us be doers of this word today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Come on now. Come on, that help anybody today? Thanks for joining us. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 94000 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.